Welcome to Academy Days, a Christian fiction podcast for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy Academy Days, Episode 18, The New Student. Nora Arjean watched as Principal Dawkins led a boy into the sophomore English class. He faced the room of students and placed his hand on the guy's shoulder. Everyone, this is Cyril. He's joining the sophomore class. Did he just say the guy's name was Cereal? Like the breakfast food? Or Cereal, as in killers who made a habit of murder? I wondered where you were this morning, Cyril, Miss Tomer said. Welcome. Have a seat, you know. When we study some stage plays later this year, perhaps we'll look up Cyrano de Bergerac and let you read the main role. Was that offer supposed to make the poor kid feel at home? Cyril slid into a seat in the front row and adjusted his blazer. Nora shook her head. Nobody bought the matching uniform blazer. Nobody. The poor guy was doomed. It's a romance of unrequited love, false identity, and one enormous nose. Miss Tomer laughed. She handed Cyril a grammar textbook. Have you read it? Cyril nodded. Yeah, last year in French literature. Miss Tomer's eyes widened. Oh, I see. Well, you must speak to our school cook sometime. She grew up in France, I believe. You could keep up your language skills while enjoying some good food at the same time. She laughed again. Why was she acting so nervous about a new kid? Nora scanned the back of Cyril's head of brown curly hair. Who was this guy with the pedigree of a New England prep school? Sophie Schroeder slid a piece of paper onto Nora's desk. If Sophie was going for subtle, she shouldn't have chosen a bright pink sticky. Nora peeled open the note and read, He's cute, but who names their kid after toasted oats? Nora folded the note in the opposite direction and wrote, Maybe he was born over breakfast time. She rolled the note into a tight tube and darted her hand across the aisle to Sophie's desk. Miss Tomer's fingers pinched the note up before Nora could pull her hand back. The teacher uncurled the piece of paper and read it silently. Then she eyed Nora and Sophie. Miss Arjean, Miss Schroeder, make sure Cyril, C-Y-R-I-L, gets to his next class on time. In fact, I'll let you go early since the period is almost through. You can answer any other questions he might have before the hallways are clogged with students. Nora opened her mouth. She had questions about the book report rubric and wanted to know an overview of next week's assignments. Now, please, Miss Tomer said, off with you. Off with you? Who was she? Mary Poppins? Nora shoved her grammar book into her backpack. Maybe she could ditch Cyril and Sophie and used the next five minutes to do her history reading. The three of them stepped into the hallway and right into Mrs. Cowan's path. Oh, Sophie, excellent. Your mother's on the phone for you. Something about a dentist appointment. She shoved a cordless into Sophie's hand. You'd better go into the stairwell so that you don't disturb any classes. Nora rolled her eyes. Great. She was stuck with Mr. Holgrain. 
She led the way towards the middle of the third floor of Easton Christian Academy, where some chairs and tables made up what was known as the student lounge. No one's wearing the blazer, Cyril said. Nora looked over her shoulder. Nope, you should hide that thing. Fast. Cyril shrugged. I think it completes the look. Nora stopped and turned. What look? The uniform look. I don't know. I like it. You're going to roast by ten o'clock, Nora said, leading the way to a table. Cyril pulled out a chair. Nah, it's natural fiber. It breathes. Nora plopped her backpack onto the table. It what? Cyril waved his hand. Never mind. I was wondering, do you guys do much basketball in gym? I guess, in the winter mostly. Nora eyed the suit again. There isn't a blazer to go with the gym uniform, though. Cyril laughed. I guess it would get in the way. Uh-huh. Nora slowly pulled her class schedule out of a folder. Cyril stood about her height, maybe five foot six. He'd never do very well against guys like her brother Xavier, or even Chandler Pace on the basketball court. I already know where and what my classes are, Cyril said. Looking at the schedule, Nora smoothed against the tabletop. Jasmine is just trying to make sure I feel welcome. Jasmine? Sorry, Miss Tomer. She's my aunt. Okay, Nora said slowly. Who was this guy? I don't really know her that well, and I think she's still nervous. Right. Nora sat down and opened her history book. Well, we can just study then. Until classes change, Cyril nodded and flipped open a literature book. He ruffled the pages, but Nora felt his eyes on her. A moment later, she looked up. "I keep feeling like I've seen you before," he said. Nora shook her head. "I don't think so." Cyril kept his brown eyes on her. "Yes, I have. Marlowe has a picture of you framed in his room. You and him and Liesel." Nora froze as this stranger spoke the names of her best friends from the Bronx. He said you'd moved here. Thought maybe this was the same school where you went. A million questions zoomed across Nora's mind. How do you know Marlowe and Liesel? She asked, her voice coming faint and soft. For the first time, Cyril looked as nervous as a new kid should look. I, uh. From the Setting Course Youth Center, a prickle shot up Nora's back. You attended one of the programs. She scanned his preppy appearance. He didn't exactly fit the center's main audience type. My dad worked there. Nora stiffened. Doing what? Cyril backed his chair up slightly. Look, Nora. Marlow explained some stuff to me. I'm not here to rub salt in wounds. I, your dad was my dad's replacement, wasn't he? He took over as director. Nora flipped her history book shut and stood. And apparently, you replaced me as Marlow's friend. She shoved her things back into her backpack. Marlow told you stuff, huh? Did he tell you that as director? My dad helped the center develop groundbreaking techniques that prevented hundreds of kids from dropping out of school, from getting involved in drugs. They had a place to get food and tutoring on the weekends. 
Lots of them were headed for college. Did he tell you that? Yes, Cyril said. Nora's hands trembled, and she folded her arms against her body. Did Marlowe also tell you why my dad gave up the directorship? Cyril fiddled with a pen. Well, vaguely. Yeah. Her chin up, Nora glared. People said he was letting the center down, but really, they had all let my dad down. He had to do everything. Maybe that's why he had to leave. Maybe he did too much. How dare you, Nora said, taking a step to the table and banging her bag down. He was the best thing that ever happened to the center. Cyril let go of his pen, and it rolled across the table. Slowly, he raised his hands, palms up, and open. You're right, he was. But sometimes, leaving is the best thing, too. Why do you think I'm here in Easton? My dad left the center, too. Nora closed her mouth, feeling the red spreading across her face. Finally, she spoke. They told him to leave, too? Cyril shook his head. He left because of me. Images of Xavier with members of the shrapnel flashed across Nora's mind. Why? Just then the buzzer sounded, and students filled the hallway with conversations and locker door rattle. Cyril gathered up his stuff. It's a kind of a family thing. As she watched him walk away, Nora gulped in a breath. Why had she gone on the attack like that, without any knowledge of his story? Some attorney she'd make some day. A lawyer couldn't do stuff like that, lose control. She'd become totally off guard and unprepared. She needed to say something. The conversation raced across her mind all jagged at its ending. Nora rushed after him as he merged into the hallway traffic. Cyril. He stopped and faced her. Nora held out a hand. I'm sorry. It hurt. A lot. To leave. Cyril reached out and shook her hand. I believe you. He stepped back. And by the way, I go by my middle name. Winston. He followed some students into second-year algebra. Nora turned and pushed into the girl's restroom, past a girl trying to rinse a coffee stain out of her shirt sleeve and into a stall. Oh, the times she'd rolled her eyes at Lacey for hiding like this. Now she understood. Nora! Sophie's voice trilled as she banged open the restroom door. Nora, what's he like? Is he nice? I saw you holding his hand. Oh, honestly, Sophie was as bad as Lacey. Nora exited the stall, vowing to find a better hiding place the next time she needed an embarrassment recovery moment. I shook his hand, Nora said. Which involves holding. Sophie turned to inspect herself in front of the mirrored panels that covered one wall. You know... I think I like the blazer look. Maybe I'll get one, too. Nora stood beside Sophie and looked at her own white blouse and gray skirt. Lawyers wore blazers sometimes. She lifted her chin. Maybe I will, too. 
Maybe it was because he knew Marlo and Liesel, her old friends. Or maybe it was because he'd had to leave something as special as the Bronx Youth Center, too. But Nora already felt kinship between herself and Cyril, Winston. Yet, as she met her eyes in the mirror, they didn't reflect the same kind of calmness she'd seen in Winston's gaze. If he had family trouble, how come his eyes didn't hold the shadows hers did? Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. If you'd like to receive new episode notifications and author updates by email, let me know by sending a message to academydayspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, happy fall.